Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Jeff Turner, who's founder and CEO of, of Chop Tank, and Prasad Galopoli, who is founder and CEO of Trucker Tools. And today we're going to talk about how a true digital experience helps brokers win the capacity battle and win and build carrier loyalty. So, you know, the Summer Olympics are in the process of, you know, wrapping up this week, and there have been many great, you know, competitions for gold. Uh, but when it comes to securing reliable and repeatable, uh, you know, freight capacity, that battle certainly, you know, continues in the market today. So what are some of the biggest challenges our brokers face in winning that battle? Um, how can technology help build carrier loyalty? And how do you measure success? Well, those are some of the main questions we're going to address in today's episode. And it's great to have Jeff and Prasad on the program to share their insights and advice on this topic. So Jeff, Prasad, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian, glad to be here. Always great to be here, Adrian. So, so Jeff, you know, uh, you've been on the program before. Uh, you know, we were commenting right before we went uh, on the air that uh, it was probably over a year ago, but it might as well have been a decade ago with so much that has changed over the past, uh, you know, 18 months or so. Um, but before we dive into the topic, you know, just to remind folks, uh, you know, a little bit about Chop Tank, why, why don't we start there? Just briefly tell us a little bit about the company and your operations. Yeah, th thanks. Adrian. Appreciate that. Appreciate being on. And uh, yeah, I, I do feel like I've probably aged 10 years in one year uh, as well, because it, it's been, uh, been been a challenging year. But uh, I think all of us that have signed up for the transportation business uh, are used to the, the the robust nature of the market and how it changes so rapidly so uh so we're always ready for that uh that opportunity so yeah a little bit about chop tank uh we're a 20 year old company um we primarily we, we sort of founded on the fundamentals of, of perishable freight uh we we do a lot of uh, of of food and things like that about 65 percent of our uh, business is, is perishables so we really uh, distinguished ourselves in the marketplace as being a, a premier provider of uh, refrigerated transportation. Um, and we have a wide diverse nature of customers from Fortune 500 companies down to smaller regional uh, bakeries and, and seafood processors and, and things like that. So we have a, a wide variety of customers in a, in a wide variety of, of food industries. So um, that that's a little bit about us. We've always sort of, founded the business on technology that's always been sort of our thing uh i was i was joking with somebody the other day that uh, when we first got going i i actually i wrote our own database in microsoft access and if any of you everybody remembers microsoft access usually got about three or four people in there it started crashing and dying and i was like that that was the point i decided i needed something a little better than that uh but but we've always just had fundamentally thought of technology as the differentiator and uh, we continue that push today. So I'm glad to be here. Great, great, well, great overview, and certainly technology. Well, we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about that in, in today's episode. Um, but you know, you know, we, we kind of titled the episode about you know winning the capacity battle. Um, so be, before we talk about how to win it, uh, let's characterize it a little bit. I mean, how would you characterize the capacity battle today? I and mean, what, what are some of the, the the biggest challenges in winning that battle? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, right now with with the way that the freight market is, you know, it's 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 so imbalanced right now. There's so many trucks out of networks and where, you know, most of our carriers are really just looking for that network density to, to get back so that they really can run their trucks in sort of, you know, common lanes and things like that. And the, the, with the country being sort of off and on and all over the place right now, it's just it's produced a lot of challenges in, in that area. So we we do our best to try to find carriers that want to run particular lanes and give them that quality freight uh and that's always important to them because as we all know the challenges on those carriers especially the small to mid-sized guys right now between the driver shortage between uh insurance costs and all that stuff right now is just really putting a lot of pressure on them so the so the the better we can provide quality freight to them and deliver that freight to them through an efficient channel uh, makes their life a lot easier. And that at the end of the day, that's sort of what gets you that gold medal of being able to provide them really good, good quality freight uh, that, that really helps build out their network density. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I hear that over and over again. And, and that is, you know, I think key to building that, you know, carrier, uh, carrier loyalty uh, which brings me to my next question, and Prasad, you know, to bring you into the conversation now, you know, certainly, you, you know, I, I think, you know, Jeff got some of the, the the thoughts started there, you know, building carrier loyalty is certainly an important part of winning, you know, that capacity battle. I mean, how does technology, you know, help brokers build that carrier loyalty? Uh, Adrian, um, first of all, thanks for uh, for the opportunity to be here. Um, you know what Jeff said earlier is is absolutely right. Right, carriers are looking at that density. Carriers are looking at that repeat business from brokers, and in many ways, they're looking for that relationship. One of the misconception in in today's market is um, is technology going to replace my job? Right. I mean, or is technology going to fully automate it? We have seen that that thought go by couple of years back um, when everybody thought how oh, we're going to digitize the whole thing and automate the whole thing. That didn't go anywhere, right? Because this is an industry where a lot of relationships are, are built, right? What technology can do in a market like this is two ways. One is help brokers like ChopTank um, build and nurture those relationships with their carriers right? and get more out of these carriers. So you know, typically most of the brokers today, um, when they get a carrier in, in their network, they typically get a load out of that carrier and that carrier never shows up again. With technology, um, brokers and carriers can build on that relationship and more importantly, brokers can get more loads out of that carrier and keep that carrier density higher and carrier utilization higher, right? So that is expanding and nurturing your existing relationships with your own carriers. That is a paramount uh, need for, for the market today. Um, because that, you know, people talk about dark capacity, you know, people talk about one load wonders, you know, carrier being dropped off. All of those issues are solved with technology. And we, we've had this relationship with ChopTech. We have seen them be the trailblazers of our products. And um, you know they've used uh, visibility and digital rate matching. Very, you know, you know, I would say in many ways um, on the, on the forefront and uh, creatively to really get that density higher. And the the second important value um, with technology is um, typically um, most of the carriers that brokers find 
um, they don't they leave their systems very fast, right? Because you know they're posting in public load boards. Uh, oftentimes, when a carrier comes to them, they move a load and then gone because of the carrier lanes not being aligned with the broker's freight. Right? Um, with technology, this noise can be eliminated completely. So when brokers find new carriers that they have never used before, but that matching is done based on that carrier lane preferences and the broker's freight. That relationship is primed to stay to grow further than just one law, right? That this is a second value that technology can help. The first value is nurturing their existing carrier relationships. The second one is finding right carriers that will stay with the brokers for longer periods of time. This is a huge elimination of noise and inefficiencies in our space. And people talk about automation and all the all of that. You know, before even we get to that point, this is it. This is the first part. And uh, most of the, the brokers that are smart, uh, they're very nimble, they're, they're following that. And, and I'll put that back on, on Jeff and say, uh, ChopTank has done a marvelous job of, of uh, using technologies like Trucker Tools and others in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, great, great examples there. And I think, you, you know, in so many cases, you know, you see that there's so much waste and inefficiencies in the transportation industry historically, you know, in, in so many different forms, you know, whether it's empty miles or, you know, this, this, uh, the inefficiencies in trying to find the right partners or the alignment of networks between, you know, what, what the freight is and what the carrier networks are. Um, so a lot of, a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted labor and, and so forth. So certainly that's where, you know, to your point, uh, uh, Prasad, you know, technology comes in to help in, in a more smarter, more automated, more intelligent way, you know, make those connections and, and streamline you know, those processes that are, that are core to, to this industry. Uh, you know, Jeff, uh, you know, uh, Prasad kind of highlighted maybe some of the ways that you you've, uh, are, are utilizing this, but maybe you can share a little bit more details on, on how you're leveraging technology to win that capacity battle and, and win, win carrier loyalty. I mean, in what areas has technology made the greatest impact at, at ChopTank? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and Prasad's uh, spot on there, you know, in, in the market we're in now, it also has sort of exemplified, you know, the, these carriers sort of getting out of their market because they're just the spot market is so crazy right now. So there's there's a lot of carriers who are getting out of sort of their common lanes and uh, using a, a, a tool like Trucker Tools has really helped the carriers when, when, when they get to an area or a region that they don't typically run, you know, the, the algorithms and things built into Trucker Tools you know, are, are helping them select really good freight uh, to put into their network. And, and it's not just, to, to Prasad's point, it's not just going on a load board and finding some random load. It's, it's more in depth than that to say, hey, you're going to be five miles from this one. You're, it, it really uh, automatically helps that carrier find the best match for them and not necessarily, you know, any load that's in Chicago. Well, we all know that that's a big difference between one side of Chicago and another. So the, the smarter the technology can be to help those carriers get the best, best load closest to them, help keep their wheels turning uh, is, is really important. So that, that's sort of like the first piece of it. And then the second piece I'd say is that, you know, having carriers use the trucker tools uh, app and technology has, has really just streamlined the process for the carriers so, to have a common platform that they can go into. Um, they can, you know, obviously we can get the visibility out of, get the tracking, uh, but then also the tools on the side for the carrier, again, that that matching of, of, of good freight for them, 
and you know the 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 availability of rest stops and all that stuff that's built in that app so it's 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 almost to the point it's like a carrier marketplace for them they can they can sort of live in that app and it's not sort of a uh, you know, uh, Prasad described as a one hit wonder on the carrier side, I would say the same thing for the, for the carriers. We see that a lot where they say, Hey, I, I don't want, I don't want 10 apps on there from 10 different brokers because once I'm, once I'm done with that one load, I got this app here. And so trying to keep them in one mechanism, uh, makes, makes their life a lot easier. And that's what we're all about getting it, getting it easier for them getting, getting it sort of a, it's more of a productivity tool for them. And that's the important thing. They can put their documents in there. They can send their documents to us. They can let us know all that information. So it's, it's more about just making it more, uh, more productivity for the carrier, making their life easier, uh, and, and making, you know, like, uh, like a broker like us to be sort of a preferred broker and, and easy to do business with. And at the end of the day, that's, that's, what's important. You know, it's interesting, Jeff. I mean, uh, you know, I, it, based on your response and even just picking up on what Prasad had said, you know, um, a lot of what you talked about in response to my question was in terms of the value that the carriers get out of this. So it sounds like, you know, a lot of this is really about being a win-win um, uh, proposition, right? So yes, you're getting value because you're getting value from the standpoint of being able to you know, uh, secure capacity quickly uh, on behalf of your customers. Uh, you're able to get that visibility. You're able to, you know, communicate electronically with the carriers, but you really emphasize the opportunity to leverage, you know, this technology platform with your carriers to make their life easier, right? So for, right. if, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it sounds like, you know, part of the way you look at the value proposition is, hey, how can we make life easier for our carrier partners and make them more productive, more efficient? And if we help them do that with technology, we're going to be a preferred partner for them. Exactly. And, 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 and being able to, you know, give them access to really high quality freight within that app uh, to me is just a, a win-win for both uh, the, the carrier and, and the broker, because, you know, we find, and, and I, no broker would be much different. The more we can keep a carrier in our network, we have less claims, we have less, you know, less, all those issues, late deliveries, all that stuff. So the, so the more we can keep the carriers in that, in that network, um, it just provides a more seamless experience for everybody involved, customer, carrier, and, and, and our company. Great, if, great. Adrian, if I can just add one thing that, you know, Jeff said, um, that's truly the, the broker of choice. Everybody's talking about today, what's the broker of choice? I would put broker of choice ahead of all these, uh, you know, people are talking about is the digital broker important, right? I would say even before that, a broker of choice is even more important because a broker of choice is one who would bring carriers um, in big numbers and their commitment to the shippers, right? I think, you know, we heard the, the word shipper of choice. Unless you can combine a shipper of choice with a broker of choice, um, the supply chain is not fully optimized in my viewpoint. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. That's a great point. I mean, we often talk about, and I talk with a lot of shippers and obviously they, they're always talking about how can we become a better shipper of choice, but the sim similar um, you know, uh, focus is also true on, on, on the broker side as well. Um, you know, staying with you, Prasad, I mean, you know, we, we've been talking about technology and, and oftentimes, you know, companies 
you know, kind of wrestle, you know, they ultimately get to a point where it's like, do we, do we build or do we buy or do we build or, or do we subscribe to, to a technology platform? I mean, what are some important questions or factors that companies should consider when, when making that decision? Um, I, I like the words you used, build versus buy or, you know, buy versus subscribe, right? Um, I, I think the technology, all the technology that a, a broker or a 3PL uses, right, falls into two categories. One is in-house that optimizes their own in-house um, processes, right? And their people to make their people work efficient. Then there, is, there are tools that are outside their company that connect them with their shippers, with their carriers, right? Um, these two categories are important to be identified. So the internal um, uh, technology that helps their team you know, with their processes, right? Uh, technically or typically you can either buy off the shelf but build on it because that's your secret sauce, right? Whether it's a rating engine that you can come up with, you know, how do you keep your processes? That's unique to a brokerage. Then um, when you look outside, this is where software becomes more of a partnership. So it's mostly, uh, even I, I think we've gone beyond buy aspect at this point, it's a subscribe. And the reason I would say that is we are hearing more of, uh, when we talk to customers like ChopTag, right? Uh, many years ago, you know, Jeff has said, hey, we want you to be a partner, not a vendor for us. Um, now, <laughs> recently in the last six months, we are hearing more of our uh, potential customers, are, uh, you know, existing customers asking, hey, we want to be partners. We don't want to be a customer, right? We don't want you to be a vendor. So what that entitles is um, that particular software has to be built both by the broker and the vendor together as partners. And certain aspects are absolutely important. A vendor partner should be very nimble for a broker, right? I mean, if, if a broker's looking at new technology, improving their processes and everything, a vendor partner should be as fast as they can, right? That's area expertise, right? The second one is, it should not be a software by itself because when you connect your software, a broker with a carrier base, if I come and say, hey, here is software, you go and find your own carriers, then there is no value for a broker, right? You know, it has to come with a network, right? That's the reason why this software is being subscribed to, not bought, right, mm -hmm. or built. Um, and that carrier, so then that can be extended into what is the value, you know, we've had customers like Jeff ask us, what is the value you're creating to my carriers? That's an ownership that a broker puts on that software. Although you're subscribing to that software, you have to feel like you own that software, right? And there are two other parts that are very, very important when you pick these vendors. One, it's not a software alone. Um, customer success support are absolutely must. Because in today's world, when a broker has an employee using a particular software and that software has a limitation or a break or something happens with it or they don't know how to use it. If they don't feel like there's somebody on the other end of the phone who can help them, that load goes by. And that's every time that happens, it's almost like, you know, you just missed a, <laughs> uh, you know, a few seconds in a game and those few seconds could make the difference. And you, you, you mentioned about Olympics, right? Uh, we don't even have to talk about minutes, a couple of seconds, fraction of seconds could make difference in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it's absolutely important to have these, these checkpoints hit um, when you pick a vendor. 
you know, a, a lot of great points there. You know, I, I recently talked, and I've been a big proponent for years now of network-based technology, you know, platforms. And, you know, if you if you remember many years ago, I think it was over a decade ago that Mark Andreessen, you know, of, uh, you know, said that software is eating the world. And, uh, you know, I commented on, on another industry development uh, that happened and I said, you know what, I think it's time to update that. It's, it's not just software that's eating the world, it's software and networks that are eating the world in, in the transportation and logistics space. And I think you, you kind of, you know, highlighted, you, you know, the importance of the, the, the network, um, uh, you know, that it's not just about software, it's also that network and the network effects that that creates in terms of bringing together this community of, of carriers, this community of brokers, all the data that goes through, you know, flows through that platform, you know, so on and so forth. So I, so I think that th those are some really good, uh, you know, points as well as, hey, you know, you, you, the, the characterization that you've got some of the internal applications that you may have a different um, uh, decision point around versus these more collaborative external uh, um, uh, solutions, platforms where you, you need to communicate and collaborate with, you know, a lot of external parties and in, in this case, you know, carriers and, and, and shippers. Um, so, so Jeff, you know, back to you, ultimately, you, you know, you, you, invest in technology or subscribe to technology. Um, you know, how, you know, as part of this overall digital transformation journey, I mean, how do you measure the success of it? I mean, what, what are some of the key metrics you look at? Yeah. I mean, that, that's been the, to me, that's been sort of the one, the fun evolution of, of our, our partnership and relationship with trucker tools is, is that, you know, when, when we first started going down this road, a lot of it for us was in, in, in this visibility space, there, there's so many different providers and, and it, it, it really can be overwhelming and it and even becomes <clears throat> more overwhelming from, from the customer perspective, because the customers are the ones like, you know, they, 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 they read the trade magazine or go see somebody and they want to do a particular technology. And, and that was always our struggle point as an organization was we, we, Again, we, we boiled it back down to what's right for our carriers. And, you know, when you started looking at, uh, you know, we were asking a carrier to, to do a load today and, and he, they, they'd have to use one platform for visibility. And then that same carrier might do a load tomorrow and use a different technology. And, and again, from a carrier experience, that was just really, really lousy uh, to, to expect that from, from our carriers because, at the end of the day, that we, we, we got to make their life. I mean, there's not enough respect out there for all they're going through. And then, by the way, we want you to learn these three other technologies. That's just, that's, that's crazy talk. So, you know, when we started down this road, it was like, okay, how can we have one seamless solution for our carriers that our customers are going to be happy with because we can feed them the right data? And it doesn't matter what the mechanism on how we collect it. It's a, just a, a matter of being able to provide that data. So, that's sort of the road we started down of just saying, hey, Mr. Customer, we're, we're going to send you the, the Latlon data. Why do you care where it comes from, right? So that that was our first transformation to say, okay, carriers, we're, we're only going to use one technology and, and we want to make your life easier. So that was sort of our first start on that. But then as we started measuring, you know, our adaptation from it, that's just been just a, a, a crazy uh, rocket ship in the sense that you know, we started when we initially started doing the, the tracking, like everybody, it was 50, 60 percent we could get carriers to do. Uh, now there's we're, we're never not above 90 uh, in any given week. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was like 98 percent. So we've seen just excellent adaptation on the product. And and it's like it, it's like anything, Adrian, it's like 
you know, initially there's resistance from the carriers, but now that they're hearing all that, now they're, and, and, and our folks do a really good job of trying to educate the carriers because we do get some resistance, but it's, you know, why do we need to do this? Well, here's why you need to do it. We can give you access to really high quality freight by doing this. Our customers expect it. Our customers want to know it. So it's not, it's not sold as an intrusion on your lifestyle. It's sold as, hey, by doing this and using a technology like Trucker Tools, we're able to provide you really high quality freight and more, right? And, and that's, that's sort of the win for our carrier base. So, you know, we, you know, when we looked at it, you know, that, that's sort of where we started on how many carriers we were able to, to, to get on the platform. And now it's, it's rare now that I hear uh, a discussion of a carrier doesn't know what we're doing. That, that, that doesn't happen anymore. It's either, yeah, I can do the trucker tools or, yeah, I've done that before or whatever, but it's not this whole education process. So to me, and I think Prasad used to say this all the time, it's just starting to be sort of table stakes in the industry. It, it is what it is. And it's uh, it, that that's getting to be more helpful. So that that's sort of how we approach it from a measurement standpoint. Yeah. Well, and what about from the, you, you mentioned that, you know, early on, perhaps, you know, uh, or maybe even still today, you know, some shippers may say, yeah, we want you to use XYZ, you know, technology platform. Uh, and I think you're right. I mean, I think at the end of the day, what they want is not so much, you know, which uh, 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 compliance with a certain technology platform. They want the data. They want the information. They want that right. visibility. And as you said, you know, does it really matter how it gets to you as long as we get to you, we meet your expect your information needs? Uh, are you seeing them becoming more uh, open to that to say, hey, you know, maybe we don't need to dictate the, the platform. If you can give us the information that's timely, accurate, complete and so forth. However, you can do it, you know, that's fine with us. Yeah, I, it, you're right. There, there's still some pockets of resistance we see in that. But most of the time, you know, especially if, if we can get get to the decision makers, especially from the tech side, the tech side folks don't really care that, you know, because a lot of it's going to, into some TMS or something somewhere. So as long as the data flows in, it is. So it's about having those conversations of, of talking about, OK, here's how we want to do it, because at the end of the day, you know, it, it's one of those things that, from a from a from a brokerage standpoint, we're we're not we're not able to technically uh, charge for that service, right? It's not some. It's just sort of the norm, right? So, on our end, we have to make it as, as efficient as we possibly can because we we want to make sure our folks aren't bogged down with with that. So, we 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 take it to the customer and say, hey we can provide you this data. Here's our API. Here's the pipe. Here's how to get it. And, and it's right here. You don't need to go down all these mechanisms. And, and at the end of the day, Adrian, it's about, you know, we're good at what we do, right? So let, let us, let us deliver this data to you. Um, a, a real funny quick story. I remember, and my, my memory is getting really bad here, but five, five or so years ago, and I, Prasad, how long, how long, how long have you been, been around? Uh, we've been around for more than um, seven, eight years. On, on yeah. the visibility it was side. early on in that process. And I remember we were on the trucker tools platform and we were, mm-hmm. you know, tracking everything. And we had a customer come to us and say, hey, uh, you know, we, we want tracking data. I'm like, here you go. Here's the pipe. I mean, it was like they didn't even realize we were doing it. And, you know, again, they had heard or some, you know, they were just impressed that, you know, that brokerages were that far out in front. On, on using this kind of technology because it was always sort of the the dirty word in the industry that brokers couldn't track freight. That was sort of, oh, brokers have to do it manually and all that. And, uh, you know, tools like Trucker Tools have helped revolutionize 
uh, that from a standpoint of, of being able to supply that data to our customers. Yeah, no, great, great example. Well, you know, as, as a way to wrap up, uh, you know, uh, Jeff and, and, and Prasad, you can add your, your thoughts as well. I mean, what do you see as the biggest, you know, trend or factor that will continue to transform the industry in, in the months and, and years ahead? So as a, as a wrap up, right, um, everything that has happened so far in these years has set us up for the next revolution, um, whether it's visibility. Now we're talking about digital freight matching, um, but all of this is leading us into the next wave, which is the data revolution. Literally, the, the purpose of this data revolution is how do we start um, taking the efficiencies to that next level? Now, whether you know, we started off tracking a truck from pickup to delivery, now we're feeding loads even before they become based on their lane preference. And we're putting two, three loads at a time in front of them. So from this point onwards, we'll be leading into the next way where we'll have enough data to start predicting, hey, this is the rates if you wait for four weeks, this is how much you will be charged if you want to move a load versus if you move on this day, this is how much you will be charged, right? These are all coming down the pipe. So, I mean, in many ways, um, every year that goes by, I think we're running, uh, you know, five, six years of innovation um, to really put transportation on, um, you know, fast pace here, really fast pace. Uh, you know, if I want to look back five years from now or 10 years from now, um, we'll be really, really, more efficient uh, people uh, and transportation as, as as it has always been is really seamless to the end users uh, but with a lot of efficiencies in my viewpoint yeah i mean i think you know that's a key word there efficiency i think when you look at all of the factors whether it's you know continued growth of global trade obviously e-commerce um you know and so many other things i mean the only way that the uh, we're going to be able to sustain that growth and meet these market demands is, you know, you can't add a ton of labor, right? There, there just isn't enough labor, uh, you know, capital investments, you know, you can't add, um, you know, capital, uh, you know, warehouses and trucks and so forth at, at a fast enough pace to keep up with it. So really the, the key thing here is, is driving efficiencies because there is, as we talked about earlier, there is so much waste. So that's really the low-hanging fruit is how do we leverage technology to really um, eliminate some of that waste and inefficiency, and that's going to go a long way to helping to you know keep up with this rapid pace of, of growth that we're seeing in the, in the industry. Uh, Jeff, final thoughts on uh, on this topic? Yeah, I mean, if if you shut Prasad and I in a room for a couple of days, we could talk about this for for twenty four <laughs> hours or forty eight hours straight. Yeah, this is this is just good stuff. I mean, this is sort of the direction, and this, this is what excites me. And it 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 always is fun in the sense that uh, brokerages, most brokerages are are some of the most progressive, you know, freight movement people around. We 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 look at data really close and really value it. And if we can get more into sort of that, you know, pr predictive freight analytics of you know, you know, it, it, we, it, one of the things we always looked at for years is, is, you know, how many loads are posted, you know, in a lane or something like that. But that's, that's not really a true measurement because, you know, that load, that same load might be posted five times by five different brokers or whatever. But now that we can have uh, real data of real trucks that are actually moving in certain directions, to me, is really exciting because we can, 
start to be out in front of some of that, you know, just looking at the way that freight patterns and way it's moving to really be, be able to say, holy cow, we're starting to see a, a lot of trucks move into the Northeast. We, what's that telling us, right? And be, you know, and, 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 and Prasad mentioned this earlier, that this industry is all about speed. And just those incremental of picking up trends four, six, eight, 12 hours in advance is huge. It's huge for our carriers. It's huge for our customers. Uh, and it's huge for our people who are, you know, the most important part of the equation trying to, to make the freight move. So that, that's one piece of it. The other piece for us is that we're excited about is, is, you know, having all this visibility data now is really helping us have really constructive conversations with our customers on dwell time and 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 bad receivers and 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 bad warehouses uh some of the 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 meetings we've had recently when we can put real data in front of them say this warehouse in in toledo is horrible and it's eye-opening to the customers and it it really helps them understand what's wrong in their network because at the end of the day they talk about being shipper of choice well now we can provide them really good data to say you've got to fix that warehouse or we're not going to go there or two don't complain when my rate is a dollar more a mile on that lane because we have to sit there so it just all this data is just really helping to drive really constructive conversations with our with our customers and and to me that's the that's the exciting part about it and uh to Prasad's point, we're—I think—we're just getting going. Yes, no, I, I agree with everything you said. You know, certainly, you know, becoming more predictive, becoming more uh, proactive versus reactive. You know, going back to the Olympic uh, analogy, you know, Prasad said, you know, you know, the Olympics, you know, fractions of a second, you know, make a difference. Dude. And to, to your point, uh, Jeff, you know, having uh, hours of advanced visibility or or, or even days uh, mm -hmm. of advanced visibility and knowledge. You know, just gives you so much more opportunity to, um, you know, identify those opportunities and keep those keep those trucks moving and you know meet the expectations of of the market. Well, Jeff Prasad, uh, you know, as always, uh, you know, we could talk for hours on this topic, but I appreciate both of you making the time to you know share your insights and advice, and I think we got a good, uh, you know, you, you provide some great uh, food for thought for for our audience. So again, thank you. Very good. Appreciate being able to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the uh, Trucker Tools website or on uh, Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Jeff or Prasad, you can post it there, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.